The chairman and ranking member of the Senate Commerce, Science, and Transportation Committee are circulating draft legislation that would, in part, codify President Obama's cybersecurity executive order. That directive has the government working with industry to create IT security best practices that the mostly privately run critical infrastructure operators could voluntarily adopt. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and to discuss the draft legislation, I'm pleased to be joined by Jacob Alcott of the consultancy Good Harbor Security Risk Management, who in the last Congress was counsel for the committee. Welcome, Jake. How's it going, Eric? Okay, fine. Thanks. Is this legislation, as Yoga Barrow put it, deja vu all over again? It seems very familiar to legislation you helped draft in the previous Congress. There are definitely some differences to previous Rockefeller efforts, but by and large, it's probably fair to say that a lot of the ideas represented in this bill are very familiar to those who have been following cybersecurity legislation, not only in the last Congress, but even the last several Congresses. We're seeing a lot of similar ideas here that were there even back in sort of the 2008-2009 timeframe. What is different about this bill than previous ones? The emphasis on NIST to create cybersecurity standards that will be voluntary for private sector owners and operators of critical infrastructure is something that is explicitly spelled out in this particular draft. In previous drafts, there were debates about the role of regulation for critical infrastructure owners and operators. This bill is very specific. Those measures will be voluntary. They will be developed by NIST working with private sector actors. Why is it important to codify this? This is already being done through President Obama's executive order. It's a very good question. If you look back throughout congressional uh, history, you will see a lot of efforts made by Congress to codify things that were already taking place in the executive branch. Part of that is to place the imprimatur of Congress on an executive action. And I think that that's one of the reasons why Senator Rockefeller and Senator Thune came forward with this approach. They apparently like the way that the executive order lays out the problem and provides the authorities to NIST. That's a, a primary reason why Congress decides to you know, codify existing executive actions that are not otherwise codified. So it's important for Congress to let the other branch of government or other branches of government know what it wants to be accomplished. That's exactly it. And, you know, as, as you know, there, there has obviously been a lot of controversy surrounding cybersecurity legislation over the last several years not a lot of consensus on what to do about it. And I think, you know, for Senator, from Senator Rockefeller's perspective, uh, it's important to create consensus among Senate and House members about how to address the problem going forward. This is a, a way that he thinks that, you know, he can get a significant amount of buy-in from not only other Democrats, but certainly the Republicans too. So what happens to a bill like this? I mean, does this get incorporated into some other kind of legislation or is this maybe all Congress can do now with cybersecurity legislation? Well, I definitely expect to see other committees uh, in the Senate introducing bills on their own. And specifically, I'm thinking about the Homeland Security Committee in the Senate uh, will undoubtedly introduce a FISMA bill along the lines of uh, what they've been proposing for some time now. This is the way that the process works. Uh, what you saw a couple of years ago was Senator Reid taking the initiative to try to bring a lot of these different committees together to work on a larger comprehensive bill. That effort obviously fell apart. 
now you're sort of back to the committees of jurisdiction working on their approaches that I think will be very consistent with one another. They definitely seem to be approaching it from a committee-specific perspective rather than trying to work across committees as in previous years. I think that the senators involved learned a lot about a lot of different issues and certainly different agencies, initiatives, and efforts from the from the previous effort. I don't view this, and I don't think Senator Rockefeller would view this as being a combative approach or, or something like that compared to what the Senate Homeland Security Committee might put forward. On the other hand, sometimes House committees might feel that way because they haven't gone through this uh, sort of you know comprehensive effort where everybody's sort of working together on a larger on the on the larger problems. Let's talk about certain elements in the bill. The legislation calls for the White House Office of Science and Technology to coordinate the development of a fundamental cybersecurity research plan. Among the objectives delineated in the legislation would be determining the origin of a message transmitted over the Internet. That's a kind of very specific thing. I assume that's being done to identify hackers, but it sounds like it could also be used to identify other parties, perhaps innocent ones. Why something so specific and why, such as that type of provision? provision? I don't know where a provision like that originated, but don't necessarily think that it's as bad as as you might have have inferred or have the same implications that that you might have inferred. You know, one thing I could say about the the R&D priorities in that section, on the one hand, sort of very specific ideas that are put forward um, in that provision. On the other hand, it it feels to me a bit limiting too. There are certainly a lot of issues that deserve increased attention and focus in the research and development area. This legislation, this provision specifically allows for OSTP to move forward on a number of different different issues and, and lists a few specific priorities. I would personally like to see a list of R&D priorities be a little longer than what's currently mentioned, and I'm sure that the members and staff will work on that in the, in the weeks and months ahead. This isn't necessarily directing them to do that as much as letting the White House know this is what we, we as Congress want you to work on. These types of provisions are ways of signaling to the executive branch that these are areas that Congress has identified as being particularly interesting or important, and so they want to specifically highlight the issues or call the executive agency's attention to the problem. So it's not meant to be a a limited approach to what could constitute a cybersecurity R&D priority. It's just that these, for whatever reason, are on top of mind for the members and their staffs. Which would explain why one of the areas they're asked to research is the insider threat with all the news going on with Proudly Manning and Edward Snowden. Definitely a good reason why insider threat has become a a hot-button issue in the R&D effort and why it's mentioned in here. Um, You know, there have been a number of initiatives over the last several years after the Bradley Manning case that have encouraged the development not only in the R&D effort, but also in the procurement, acquisition and procurement arena for intelligence agencies and other federal agencies to acquire insider threat detection technologies. So this is an area that has been given a lot of attention and focus by the executive branch already. And what the legislation does is exactly that, highlight the importance of the issue. Of course, a lot of these programs are already and a way to address these things 
that's exactly it. And you know, the benefit of the of, of legislation like this is that it helps the executive agencies identify specific areas for them to focus on, even as they prepare future budgets too. By highlighting a few of the research and development areas, for instance, Congress and you know, congressional leadership, Senator Rockefeller and Senator Thune, are sending a message to those departments and agencies that these are areas that they agree should be funded and should receive priority. The benefit for an executive agency then is to go ahead and prioritize some of those things and go back to the senators and say, we heard you loud and clear and, and, and we agree with you. This is what we want to do and this is the area that we want to fund. Simply, Congress is saying, hey, you're more likely to get funding for these things if you ask for it than other areas. Executive branch agencies should definitely read these bills and feel comfortable with investing what have become precious dollars in these areas, which is why it's important for Congress and the members and staff to, to really do a lot of diligence in identifying those emerging areas for focus in R&D because the executive agencies are paying attention. Thanks, Jake. Thank you, Eric. I've been speaking with Jacob Alcott of the consultancy Good Harbor Security Risk Management for Information Security Media Group. I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.